Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Monday, January 29th. On today's show, SpaceX launches Falcon 9 from Florida's Space Coast, and an architect designs a space elevator to send passengers 36,000 kilometers above Earth. Plus, SpaceX launches a Starlink satellite at a California space station. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with the news that SpaceX has once again made headlines with the successful launch of a Falcon 9 rocket from the Kennedy Space Center on Sunday evening. To delve into this further, we have our correspondent here with us. Can you tell us more about this launch, Celeste? Certainly, David. This launch is yet another achievement for SpaceX, which has been consistently pushing the boundaries of space exploration. The Falcon 9 rocket, known for its reliability and reusability, took off from the historic Kennedy Space Center, located on Florida's Space Coast. What makes the Falcon 9 rocket stand out in SpaceX's arsenal of spacecrafts, Celeste? The Falcon 9 is a two-stage rocket designed and manufactured by SpaceX. Its primary mission is to transport satellites and the Dragon spacecraft into orbit. But what truly sets it apart is its reusability. The Falcon 9's first stage is capable of re-entering the atmosphere and landing back vertically after delivering its payload to orbit. This feature significantly reduces the cost of space travel. And how does this launch fit into SpaceX's broader mission? SpaceX's overarching goal is to make space travel more accessible and to eventually colonize Mars. Each successful launch of the Falcon 9 brings us a step closer to this goal by demonstrating the viability of reusable rockets. It's also worth noting that these launches provide valuable data that SpaceX uses to refine its technology and procedures. Thanks for that report, Celeste. Now from SpaceX's latest achievement, we move on to another ambitious plan in the realm of space exploration. An architect from England, Jordan William Hughes, has unveiled a design for a space elevator named Ascensio, capable of transporting humans to space. This innovative design recently won a prize from the Jacques Rougerie Foundation in Paris. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about this space elevator? Certainly. The space elevator, as envisioned by Hughes, is designed to replace rockets, which he describes as inefficient, expensive, and harmful to the environment. The elevator would work by dropping a cable-like structure from a spaceport down to Earth. Drones would then transport passengers up and down the cable, much like trains on a track. The system would have six cables for each trip, three for humans, complete with oxygen, and three for cargo. That's fascinating. And what happens once the passengers reach the space station? Once the passengers arrive at the space station, which is located 36,000 kilometers above Earth, they can extend their experience in cosmic space. As Hughes puts it, you're already in space. From that point, you should be able to go anywhere you want. But how feasible is this idea? When can we expect to see a space elevator in operation? Hughes acknowledges that the idea, while not new, won't become a reality soon. He describes it as a very expensive and ambitious project not expecting it to be built in the next 10 years. However, he is confident that a space elevator will be built at some point. He believes Ascensio's mobility, lightweight, and safety features make it an ideal vehicle for space travel. 
While we wait to see if that ambitious project becomes a reality, let's turn our attention to another space endeavor. SpaceX continues to expand its Starlink satellite constellation with the launch of its second Falcon 9 rocket from the Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. This follows the Starlink 638 mission from NASA's Kennedy Space Center less than five hours earlier. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about this launch and its significance? Certainly. The Falcon 9 rocket lifted off at 12.57 a.m. Eastern, adding another 22 Starlink satellites to a constellation that already has more than 5,300 satellites in orbit. This is part of SpaceX's ongoing efforts to build a global broadband internet network, which will provide internet connectivity to remote and underserved areas of the world. And how does this launch from the Vandenberg Space Force Base fit into SpaceX's broader Starlink mission? Well, SpaceX has been launching Starlink satellites in batches, primarily from Florida's Cape Canaveral Space Force Station and the Kennedy Space Center. However, the Vandenberg Space Force Base in California provides an alternative launch site that allows SpaceX to place satellites into different orbits. This is crucial for creating a truly global network. What can we expect next from SpaceX in terms of the Starlink project? SpaceX shows no signs of slowing down. They plan to continue launching Starlink satellites in batches to further expand the constellation. The ultimate goal is to have thousands of small, low-Earth orbit satellites to provide global internet coverage. It's a massive undertaking, but SpaceX is making steady progress. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for that report, Bella. Speaking of things to watch, the James Webb Space Telescope, a true marvel of technology, has been capturing stunning images of the universe since it settled into orbit two years ago. Now one of these images is set to grace a new stamp at your local post office. Here with more on this is our correspondent James. Can you tell us more about the Webb Telescope and its capabilities? Certainly. The Webb Telescope is named after NASA's second administrator, who guided the Mercury, Gemini, and most Apollo programs. It took 26 years to go from a proposal to having it in orbit. The telescope is 100 times more powerful than the Hubble Space Telescope, and it's been photographing some of the earliest galaxies that formed when the universe began. It's also capable of seeing through clouds of space dust. That's impressive. But how does the Webb Telescope manage to capture these images? To function properly, the Webb Telescope must be kept below minus 370 degrees Farathius. It has an infrared telescope, which means it looks for heat images, so it has to be kept cold. It has a special shield that blocks the sun's rays. The telescope's mirrors are 21 feet in diameter, and the sun shield is about 46 by 70 feet. Scientists had to design it to fold up so they could place it on top of a rocket. And what's the expected lifespan of the Webb Telescope? The Webb Telescope is expected to be in a stable orbit, sending back pictures of our universe for the next 10 years. However, unlike the Hubble Telescope, which we could reach and fix as it orbited the Earth, we can't get to the Webb Telescope. So if it works, it works. It's indeed incredible to think about the images being captured from so far away. Thanks for that report, James. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.